Hey guys, I'm Liza. And I'm Kurt. And this is the Parent Skills Podcast. Well, hello, hello, parents. Thanks for joining us for another exciting, I, I assume it's exciting, I don't it know. It is exciting. <laughs> another exciting episode of the Parent Skills Podcast. I am, as always, joined by my good friend, co-worker, Liza Gant. Hello. Hi, Liza. How are you doing today? Good. You have your jug of water, like you I always- have my jug of water. Do you, you know what I noticed as I'm looking at that, um, I never realized that the jug of gives water has- It gives you joyful messages, and in theory, you've drunk that much by each time of the day, theoretically, 7 a.m., 9 a.m., 11 a.m. But what I notice is in the middle because of the handle, you can drink more in the middle of the day because there's technically less in that part. Oh, gotcha. How, yeah, how much is that? Is that at one gallon? gallon. One yeah, gallon a day. She's the only person away. I know. She's the only person I know whose water jug, A, is a jug and B, has a handle. Like it, it has a handle on her water jug. That's legit, Jeremy. It, it does. And actually, um, w w what's really funny about it is I think it was like around 11 o'clock at night one time I looked at him like, you're still at five o'clock on your water. Oh, yeah. She had the some, best is yeah. the kids she get involved. So do. then they see if it's low. They're like, mommy, you have to drink more. We'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a team effort sometimes. Yeah, there you Coffee go. counts, right? Is water intake? Now, no. now, some of you might be wondering, <sighs> who is this fourth voice chiming in about oh. coffee? It's Sean Hyde, hello, hey, Sean. who is our hey. children's pastor at Saddleback Church and our co-worker, obviously, and our friend, and he's our special guest today, and yes. we're going to talk to Sean about all things raising younger and elementary age children. Not all things. We can't cover all things. Totally. Some, some of, of the, the highlights. Some of the highlights. Mm -hmm. With Sean Hyde, and we'll be back in just a minute. All right, Sean. Well, you have had that. How long have you been on staff at church now? It's funny. Somebody just <laughs> asked me that two days ago, and I was trying to calculate it. So I was I was on staff, came on in 2008, Okay. served with you yes. for four and a half years, yes. kids small groups, which was awesome, left for a year and a half, and came back. So I think in total, it's like coming up on 12 years. Wow. When we combine. Where did, you go, where did you go for the year and a half? Went to Austin, Texas, did children's ministry to church in Austin. Which was sort of back home, quote unquote. It was, yeah. Yeah. Is so Austin, born born and raised in Austin. Home? Oh, I didn't know Austin was home. I born knew Texas and raised was. in a strange but wonderful city. Austin's pretty cool. It is a cool city. The Bat Bridge. The Bat Bridge. Yeah. Yes. That's, you know, it's funny, I lived there for seventeen years and did not experience that until I moved back. <laughs> really? And it's it's pretty cool. It's cool. Yeah. 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 I don't know if it Guess like, have to go deserves there. the no, national. No, about. I don't know if it's like a natural wonder of the world, but <laughs> it is cool. cool. It's 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 yeah. Not the ninth wonder of the Liza, world. Liza, <laughs> there's a bridge over a river. I'm guessing it has bats. The Congress Bridge. <laughs> the Congress Bridge and it, at sunset every night? Yeah. It's sunset every night. What, thousands? Oh, thousands I mean, of bats. Millions makes it more exciting. Gross. It's probably tens of, <laughs> tens of thousands. Even yes. if there was 10, that sounds disgusting. It's, it's pretty cool. It's cool to see it. It is a little disgusting when you yeah. think about oh. bats. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of guano. It's a lot of oh. guano. What's that coffee? That, oh. Isn't there wow. some coffee? Oh. Well, guano, that's different. We, we I, I know the coffee. From, the, yes. That's from Ace Ventura Pet the, Detective. The coffee is from Rwanda. 
No, there's there's this coffee. Liza's brother travels around the world, Philippines. got it for us. I think it's somewhere very fancy, Southeast Asia. Very, very it's, disgusting. They feed it to this kind of animal. It's sort of like a, a monkey. Cat? No, it's no, a cat. No, it's a, it's it's a, a cat. cat. Yeah, it's a and it's it poops a hairless it out cat. and they brew the coffee. Yeah, I tried it and. I can't believe I drink cat poop. That's yeah, all I gotta say. Wow. This, this is yeah. uh, this is this, like a perfect conversation for yeah. elementary is, school again. Yeah. I was gonna say this poop. is a, a podcast for <laughs> grownups. Yes, but but here, let me give you the science behind that because oh. I was I was fascinated by it. So they feed the coffee beans to cats, mm. who then digest them and pass them, and then they brew the. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. <laughs> then nauseous. then they brew the coffee, but apparently. The digestive process, it it like takes a whole bunch of the acidic acid. The Stomach acid, acid takes it away. Yeah, it makes the coffee beans super duper smooth. But just so a the cat co- is capable the, of doing that, co- not well, a dog or a I don't dog. Know. Well, I don't know. And, and then, then you have a bunch just of the right pH want, balance in its stomach. Would you want to drink it either Ooh. way? I mean, <laughs> and are these cats just like hyped up because they're always eating coffee? <laughs> they're, they're, cats. they're totally hyped. Uh, like they're all over, bounce off the walls. Uh, I've got to imagine. They only have one life. They don't have nine lives. <laughs> Burn them all. But, but what a way to go. What a way to go. Anyway, man, man this we, is perfect. guys, I can't believe. Okay, let's, whoo, let's settle down. Let's settle down. Parents, we apologize. Yeah. If you're a saddleback parent, I, I know that Sean and Liza and I work with your kids, but we're much more mature. We don't talk about this with them. We're much more no, mature most of the time. in much real life mature. than we are the, the four of us in this little podcast booth. Okay. But it does tee it up because it's it about does. being relevant to kids yes. and their ages and stages. And as yes. we joke, that is very much in our household with kids that are 10 and under. The conversation is vomit and poop. That's just the funny thing in their lives. But... All that to say, we'll bring it back together here, and Sean is going to share with us. Uh, he's our children's pastor here at our Lake Forest campus and does a stellar job, has worked with hundreds, if not thousands, of kids over the 12 years here and in Austin. Um, so with that, though, we're going to ask him to obviously keep that in mind, but he has two of his own boys who he is raising through these phases and stages um, from birth through elementary school, and so wanted to just hear a little bit from you, Sean, about what is some of the greatest... Um, Let's start with struggles, mm. right? Because it's always it's better to probably end strong and happy. Yes. <laughs> but what have been the some of the struggles maybe, especially for let's start with that first phase of from birth to through like kinder age? Like what, maybe what was one of the, the biggest struggles in raising a baby to a toddlerish? Well, I think it's going from all of a sudden just you and your spouse kidless and the unbelievable freedom that you have in that. Which you actually don't really realize you have until the kids come along. So I think I think one of the many challenges is just adapting and just mm-hmm. jumping into the fire and strapping that little little baby in the car seat, coming home from the hospital, and all of a sudden, here we go. Um, adjusting to new schedules, um, being having a human being dependent on yeah. you for its survival. Uh, feels weighty, but it feels right. You know, it feels natural. It's just, it's kind of almost what we were made to do on some level, right? Totally. So I think just adapting to that. Um, but gosh, it's 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 the it's the exhaustion, and I think exhaustion in multiple contexts. I mean, we got exhaustion, just physical exhaustion. You know that well. Yes. Um, both you and Jeremy, 
Kurt, I know it's been a while. Yeah, I'm I'm super rested. It's actually, been a while. it's like I got <laughs> yeah. ten hours last night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back uh, in the freedom phase. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, um, we're we're just coming kind of coming out of that phase a little bit. Um, so the 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 um, physical exhaustion, but then just the mental and emotional exhaustion. I think one of the other challenges too is, especially as as kids are coming into this you know, the three, four, five, six, seven years, the, the challenge around discipline, mm. you know, knowing that I can make certain choices right now that could have a profound mm. impact on my child because mm. so much of who they are, um, comes to be within the first couple of years of their life, mm. you know? And so knowing, um, you know, from, from studies, we know that, you know, childhood trauma, in these early onset years is life is with them for life and um, working through that mm-hmm. and can take a long, long time. So I think just knowing that weight of I'm the influence that I am upon my child's life and even decisions that I make or things that I don't do um, can have a profound impact. And that's, that's a bit scary. It's a bit weighty. Now it's wonderful from the standpoint of I can influence and in, in impact uh, my kids on that level, uh, but it does it does feel challenging. But the discipline piece, and also on the discipline piece, how how do I? What's the most effective way to do it? Right. Yeah. My kid, every no, kid is different right too, answer. right? Yeah. Right. And so what works for Brayden may not be as effective for for Beckham. Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, I, think, I mean, I, I think you nailed it right there when it comes to discipline. I think you know, having a strategy and there's, there's 20 different strategies on how best to dis, you know, discipline, raise your kids. Um, but having a strategy, but having a strategy that you go, this strategy might totally have to be changed for our other children because Mm -hmm. they'll respond differently, or it might have to change for this child a year from now as he or she morphs and changes right and and you you try things and it doesn't work and you try it for some parents just having a, a talk is all it takes other parents it's the time out it's takeaway privileges whatever it is and it works for a while and it doesn't work anymore yeah right yeah um but you also said something sean that really jumped off the page to me and that is the the power that we have in how our how our kids develop and mm-hmm. the responsibility of you know in this moment when I'm angry or frustrated or disappointed, how I respond could very easily have some really long lasting ramifications way longer than just in the moment. Um, and, and, and recognizing that and letting that really, inf- I think that should be what informs our strategy of how we navigate tough waters with our little kids is because it, you know, we, we always used to say kids are resilient, kids are resilient, kids are resilient. And I'm kind of done saying that because of what you just mentioned, right? This childhood trauma, how many adults are in counseling because of stuff that they're still carrying from when they were kids, which means kids aren't as resilient as mm-hmm. we like to say they are. Kids they are resilient. Push it back into their little brains. Exactly. Yeah. I think kids are resilient is our way of kind of relieving our own responsibility in the, in, in the process. 100%. I, I, completely agree with that it makes us feel better about the fact of all the you know, all the things that we do mm-hmm. that um the missteps along the way um that that made me think i put some thoughts around around that the other day and in preparation actually for a two-minute tip that that i did this i guess that was last week yeah um and the, what i focused on was just this idea of um um confession 
Mm. When I screw up, you know, we don't want to screw up as parents. We don't want to present ourselves as weak or, um, you know, um, you know, we want to double down in those moments where we, <laughs> I'm right, you're wrong. You know, and there's been plenty of moments where I've lost my cool in those moments where the boys are heightened emotions. My emotions are heightened. Brittany's are, are heightened. And it's just one of those moments. I don't know if I'm the only family, but we have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Not at all. Heightened, Not heightened emotions. No, uh, never can't, can't relate. Yeah. They were running hot in the hide house <laughs> and there's been plenty of moments where that, that takes place. And I find myself all of a sudden saying something or responding in a way that was just as sinful as the response of my, my kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I'm learning is that even in those, even those moments where I've screwed up, there's also a teachable moment. Mm -hmm. totally. There's a moment where I can show my kids, listen, here's what confession looks like. So circling back to them, coming back around to them and saying, Hey, listen, Beckham or Brayden or both Beckham and Brayden. Hey, daddy's response was a little hot. That was not right. Will you please forgive me? And for them to then be able to encounter, or for me to be able to encounter their grace, but then for me also to model what what yeah. that looks like. And so that's that's you know I'm not necessarily proud to admit, <laughs> but no, is but is a it's that's a, a great moment. reminder that there's a redemption from it. That just because we lose our cool, I think a lot of times as parents we can be prideful and think, oh, well, I lost it. Next time I'll be better. But it's like, yes, that's true. We can be better, but we also have to communicate that to our kids so they don't just don't think, oh, well, mommy yelled at me. Daddy's angry. Yeah. Oh, no change. Yeah. Sean, I, I, you should be proud to admit that. I mean, mm -hmm. <clears throat> every parent yes. has lots and lots of moments that they go, oh, gosh, if I, if I could do that one over again. Well, you can't do it over again, right? But you can go to your kid and say, hey, I got it wrong. Yeah. And I recognize that. Well, you forgive me. The power of that, the mo most parents don't do that. Most parents double down or, you know, they, they haven't created an atmosphere where they're going to kind of swallow their, swallow their pride and, and, and admit when they're wrong to why would I, as a, in your case, as a 35 year old, how old are you? 37, 37 year old. Close. Why would I apologize to my seven year old son? Mm -hmm. Well, because you got it wrong. Yeah. And, oh. and you regret it because we're all right? human beings because we're all human beings so I, hey, I, and i've doubled down before too so right. sure <laughs> <laughs> but i'm, I'm learning yeah I'm exactly. learning. all works in process yeah. Yeah. but yeah. i think that's true you are in the process you're in the midst of raising kiddos that are in that the phase that you are pastoring so what would you say for those parents that are in the throes of it in the midst of it like what has been the greatest like hey you're gonna make it through this guys and here's a a victory or a joy or something that's like there's the light at the end of the tunnel that you'd share well, when they start sleeping through the night, it's awesome. You know? So if you're in that earlier phase, man, what yes. a beautiful moment. It will come eventually. Hey, listen, you know, I've, uh, we've got multiple friends were, um, you know, multiple couples that we're friends with and, you know, one child, oh yeah, they sleep so great. And then the second child, no, they're a ter terrible sleeper. Um, or, hey, yeah, both of our kids slept great, like from the get go, not at the hide house. So when they finally started sleeping through the night, it was well into, they were advanced in their younger years. Um, so we got through that. That was a, that was a beautiful thing. Um, so there is light at the end of the tunnel with that. Um, I think one of the most powerful moments in my journey so far, fathering two boys, parenting two boys, um, 
was a moment when they said yes to Jesus. And I know, mm. hey, we're, we're getting spiritual here, but listen, that was a culmination of many nights of praying with my boys and why I think it's so, so important, parent, to pray with your kids mm. when you put them down to sleep as you, as you and, and ask them, hey, buddy, how can I pray for you? But what I, was in, what I am still intentional on is I'm sharing the gospel with my kids as I'm praying. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. Mm-hmm. Thank you for forgiving me for my screw-ups, for my mess-ups, my sin. And doing that night after night after night after night, mm-hmm. coupled with, reinforced with church, being connected in Saddleback Kids, our kids' small group discipleship program that we have, um, those those partnerships also finally culminating with it that mm. it, it it they they all of a sudden made made that choice and it was a beautiful moment you know and right. so that and now it's now i have even greater opportunities in in teachable moments with the boys so when they do respond when they do misstep respond in a way that's that's not right or they misstep um uh there's a moment for me to say hey listen that wasn't jesus in you that was old beckham let's hear what, what's the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness meekness faithfulness self-control the boys know those that's mm-hmm. that's another cool thing is when they start picking up on these spiritual principles or um they know a verse they recall that i mean that's just that's yeah. pretty cool that's a pretty cool moment um so on that on a spiritual level was a was a it's a, it's just I mean, a sweet moment. Next step, think I think for us is is baptism, which yeah. I know, no two of the Gantt clan just That's made exciting. that decision, which is awesome. Um, Beckham is asking about that, um, but I think also on a practical level, it's just some independence too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they start, you know, uh, we've we've we're fortunate, we've been blessed with the two kiddos, um, and for them to watch them be able to play together. So 50, 60% of the time um, with the best of intentions and total love. <laughs> There's another 40% required, where that's yeah. not beautiful. Referee in the middle. <laughs> yeah. But some independence, though, for them to, you know, that's, I, I can focus on a cup of coffee or read a book or watch a show, like whatever that may be. Right. That I can just kind of fo- or work in the garage. And same thing for Brit, uh, for them to be able to play on their own. That's a, that's a cool moment where I'm not having to be hands-on all the time. Um. Then also, I think what's important too, and I don't know if this is light at the end of the tunnel, is just making space for you and your spouse mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Um, entrust them to others' care, I think is super important. Um, that can be translated even yeah. to bringing your kids to saddle, Saddleback Kids or the children's ministry that your family's a part of early on, <laughs> releasing yes. them so that you can go to service yeah. uh, together or by yourself, whatever that looks like. Uh, but then also having a date night, having some time to yourself so that for your, for your own sanity, because I know that there's been seasons where Britt and I were not intentional about right. that. And that, that impacted our relationship on a, on a big level. So there's a few things. No, I love that. I think that's to kind of summarize everything you shared today, Sean, it's gold. It's awesome. It's, it's remembering that when we are blessed with kids, we walk out of that hospital and there's no manual. They just give them to us and suddenly we've just met this child two days ago and they're our responsibility. And that's a weight that's heavy. That's the things that we're doing are are planting a lot of seeds that could be negative, like you mentioned, as far as a trauma. But man, 
there's much greater seeds that are potentials for independence, for spiritual growth, for accepting the Lord, that when they're throwing that tantrum as a two-year-old and they don't want to go to Sunday school because they're scared, persevere. Bring them back the next week because those seeds are going to be planted of church is safe. I want to come. That when you have those nights where it's just like you're wrestling them to bed, still pray with them or if they're asleep, pray over them Mm. so that they're being prayed over and know that God is with them, that those truths of salvation are there and then one day they are going to accept Christ and that's going to be a glorious moment. So, yeah. I was thinking when you were talking about the, them being out of, did you talk about when they're out of diapers or when they sleep through the night or both sleep both. through the night? When you, when they sleep diapers the, is another win. Diapers too. is another <laughs> win. But the, win. like the sleeping through the night thing, you know, it, of course, like these big milestones, getting out of diapers, all the things, Oh, if we can just get them out of this phase, out of this phase, <clears throat> um, Reggie Joyner from Orange, he he has a saying, um, the the years are long, but the day the the, the day the, the days are long, but the years are short. Sorry, Thank Reggie. You. Sorry, Reggie, I just butchered that. The <laughs> days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. In other words, like it seems like forever when you're changing six diapers a day. Those are long days. Mm-hmm. But they're over in a blink of an eye. And when you were talking about I, I this little this cheesy little saying phrase popped in my mind of this too shall pass. Yeah. But enjoy it while it lasts. Mm-hmm. Right? Like this too shall pass. Like yeah. the, the diaper days will pass. But enjoy it while it lasts because you never get to go back. And and you will look back at those days fondly. Um, you really you know, every season of raising kids, even the tough seasons of raising kids, they don't last forever. And you never get them back. Mm-hmm. And even though they're tough, like, you know, you, you might look back and go, Man, when our son was 13, that was a rough year. But he, but you'll never you'll never get to have 13 year old. Beckham back again, right? Yeah. My son Cole will never be 13 again. And so those, oh, those 13 days. 13-year-old Beckham. <laughs> 13, <laughs> Sean doesn't want to imagine that yet. 13-year-old <laughs> Beckham's going to be awesome. Be. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Might be, it might be tough, but it'll be awesome. And it's it's a blink, blink of time, yeah. you know? And and joke, you know, we joked earlier, but before you know it, you are sitting where I'm sitting with adult kids, and you're going, man, that was quick. Mm-hmm. Man, that was fast. And you want to soak in every minute parents that you can, even with your, even with your little ones um, and, and be intentional and think about, think about the words you're using and, and think about all those things because we are, we are, you know, the little kids grow up to be big grownups. Yeah. Really, really, really quick. And it's just, it's just fun to be part of the ride with them. It yeah. really is. Yes. Well, I think just it, going back to intentionality and you use that word, uh, something that I, I try to do, don't get this right all the time, but just try to just pause and slow down just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Even in those moments where um, they're being little toots and or especially in the moments where things are just clicking and it's great, you know, of just slowing down and thinking, okay, I need to be present right now. Mm-hmm. Last night, guys, last night I was I was on my phone and I, I I was trying to shoot off an email that was important to me. I just did air quotes. I don't you didn't see it, but I did. Um something that seemed important to me and and Braden, my um four-year-old came up to me and said, Hey daddy, let's go play. And then there's that moment of total tension of But I have to I need to get this done. This is really important versus I chose to be intentional in that moment. Again, I don't get this right every time, but I put my phone down so that I was able to be present in that moment right. with him. Because yeah. I'm not going to get that four-year-old 
sprayed him back. Right. And that, that sweet voice of, hey, daddy, come play right. with me. Right. Because I know that's coming to an end. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there is the phase where that's going to come to an end. Yeah. So of just being present, being present mm-hmm. every single time. And in and, and the tough moments, too, being present. And probably mm-hmm. even especially so in the tough even moments. More so. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome, Sean. Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom, not just as a pastor here at our church, but um, as a dad, most mm-hmm. importantly. So guys, we, um, as Sean mentioned, have some two-minute tips that go across some of the phases and stages. So definitely go check them out as whatever phase you're parenting in at saddlebackparents.com. And we look forward to having you join us next week.